yeah, just do what you can and uh, try to enjoy the whole process. Don't expect uh, uh, too much from the very beginning. It all takes time. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, in Switzerland, and in Ireland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom and in Norway, top 50 in Sweden, in Canada, in Italy, and in Spain, top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, top 20 on Apple Poland and in the Netherlands, and top 10 in Finland, Romania, Cyprus, and South Korea. So please keep supporting as we will reach together 100 interviews and many more, and follow the new Instagram about this project, aziz.future. My guest today is Yaroslava Frank from the Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev, where she received a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree with honors and was a top 1% student receiving a special governmental scholarship to receiving a Swedish governmental scholarship for future global leaders, Visby scholarship, and studying her master's of law at the Uppsala University, from volunteering at IA Reporter to being the Vice President for Academic Activities in the Kiev chapter of ELSA, the European Law Students Association, to being a team coordinator at Anti-Corruption International, to an organizer volunteer for conferences at the Kiev Post, from Vasil Kirill and Partners in Kiev, to Mannheimer Swartling in Stockholm, Sweden. She is now working as an associate at Sayenko Kharenko in Kiev, where she specializes in international arbitration, 
cross-border litigation as well as infrastructural projects. Yaroslava, how are you today? Oh, hello. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. I'm very excited to express my opinions and thoughts. I think that's an amazing project. Thank you. And it's actually even more interesting than you might expect. So I will tell you a first question that I'm very curious about. These days, these weeks, this year, what has been on your mind that you have been thinking about when it comes to life and everything? Well, uh, obviously, it's been not an easy year, like last year and this year because of the pandemics. It makes us all um, adjust and adjust our life, our like work style to the new reality. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to find my own balance in all this. Thank you. So how are your days now? compared to how they were before, if you were to describe a typical day that had more balance and made you feel that it was right before the pandemic, and now your days, how they are, how different is the situation? Well, first of all, um, I would not say that uh, now there is no balance and before it was uh, perfectly balanced. It just uh, new life, new lifestyle. Um, like before, I went to the office and I worked from the office. But this day, these days, I worked mostly remotely. Uh, I can go to the office uh, when I want or when I need to do something there. But uh, most of the time, I work from home. Uh, at first, it was not very easy, so I had I needed some time to adjust and to make it comfortable to work uh, at from home. But uh, I think now uh, it's um, going quite well. I feel like there are even more advantages of working from home when I don't need to commute uh, to work and uh, spend. Uh, all this time in subway or in taxi. So I find it already quite well. Thank you. So before, and there was a period of adjustment because of the pandemic and working remotely while before you worked in the office. Now you only go there when you need to. And in the beginning, it was a bit of an adjustment period and therefore uncomfortable. But now it's much better and there are advantages like you don't need to spend commuting period or time where you're in the metro, public transportations or taxis and therefore you recover more of that time. Is this a correct understanding? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's what I think Thank right you. now. And then I have to ask, you saved hours in your day. Well, maybe that gives you more opportunity to do things that will give you that balance you spoke about. Maybe it's like yoga or learning some classes or painting or reading some literature 
what do you like to do that this extra time allowed you? Or is it like the Parkinson's law, which is that whatever time you have, it will be full of work anyway. So even if you save the commuting time, it makes no difference. It's the day is full of work either way. You know, like the Parkinson's law, which is... Mm -hmm. Okay, then tell me more. Well, uh, it's not easy to answer your question because um, I work for a law firm, which sometimes means that I don't have regular work hours. So it really depends on the project I am involved in and, well, deadlines I have. So sometimes I don't really get any extra time. I don't get any free time. But uh, I still try to find time for my hobbies and for uh, yoga. I actually started doing yoga uh, uh, yeah, last year. Uh, I also attend now driving classes, which is very exciting. And I wanted to do that for a long time, but uh, uh, it was t too hard before. I couldn't find enough um, time for that i also like learn uh, foreign languages for example now i'm learning swedish and um, yeah i i try to read more i try to um, catch up with my friends at least online so but yeah it depends there are periods of time when i uh, can devote uh, more time to all that and sometimes i just need to work thank you so what i'm hearing is because of the nature of your work you don't have a set amount of hours there are projects where you have to work almost 24 hours a day with no free time and there are periods and projects where you can have more free time and since last year you try to incorporate more of the activities that will give you that balance or things that you have been wanting to do for a while, like yoga since last year, taking driving classes, which is exciting, uh, learning languages such as Swedish, and connecting with your friends, at least online, as well as reading. Is this yeah. correct? Yeah, that's correct. Thank you. Thank you. And if we had, which is a very cruel question that I sometimes ask, but imagine, for the rest of your life, you will do your work perfectly. Everything is going to be perfect with your work, but you have to choose only one thing to do for the rest of your life, and it will feel great, so you won't get bored. Would it be yoga? Would it be uh, driving licenses, classes, and then driving later on? Maybe someday you'll be driving some race car. I don't know if that's an exciting thing or driving a cabriolet in California with the, with the top down and the sunshine on your skin and the wind in your hair, I don't know, or learning languages and mastering Swedish, which one of these three specific ones would be the better choice, although all three will make you feel good, but which one will be the most exciting? Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, I think I would uh, choose yoga because um, I think uh, 
in uh, the modern days when we sit so much in front of computers and uh, when we don't really move enough in our daily lives it's very important to do some stretching to do some like mental relaxation that's why i guess yoga would be the best then i, Thank I you. would then i would have time and uh, motivation to do other things Thank you. So in the modern days, we sit too much, which is not good for the body. But when you can stretch, do yoga and relax your mind, you actually will have more energy and productivity to do everything else, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And then I have to ask you about two things. Which one do you like more? about yoga is it the body stretching and the body suppleness or is it more the relaxation of the mind that is really more valuable and emotional for you um, i think both i can't really choose one like uh, i i'm not really doing like real real yoga because uh, i'm doing it from home from like various youtube videos so i haven't really learned all like specific yoga techniques uh, so far so we will see but like as for now i'm satisfied with which effect yoga um gives to me so which is both stretching just body uh, shape and some sort of mental relaxation thank you and then which part or moment or part of the process is for you your favorite part about yoga i think it's at the end when um i am done with yoga and uh, i feel better when you're done with yoga and you feel better which is the end and did you notice in your work that maybe when you finish projects and it's the end is that also your favorite part about doing your projects as a lawyer or is it different um it really depends because you can never predict the outcome of any project or any case and um that's why i think it would not be a good option just uh, to be uh, happy or satisfied with only positive results or like best results ever. Uh, that's why I'm trying to enjoy the whole process. Or like not really trying, I'm, I am enjoying the whole process. Um, especially when, uh, when I do something and then I, I think that it's good. It's good for the client. It's in general right to do so yeah i think it's also good like if you have big projects long lasting projects it's good to divide it into sections or in parts and uh of at the end of each of such sections to like take a moment and um, feel satisfied and and be glad that what you are doing is good thank you so if i understood you correctly it sounds a lot to me like stoicism where 
because as a lawyer, when you work on a project, you cannot predict the outcome. So you don't wait in the end to be happy because it's not guaranteed, even if you do your best work. So you switch your locus or focus onto the each step and the process, knowing that if you did it right, then that is the measure of your satisfaction and fulfillment, as well as instead of waiting for the long, long end of a project, you divide it into milestones and you remember to feel happy and celebrate whenever each step is completed. Is this a correct understanding? Yeah, uh, it is um, the correct understanding. I just want to know to that, like there are so many things which uh, can influence the outcome. And uh, I think um, in the work of lawyers, like there are so many circumstances that can have some impact. Um, and even if we do our best, uh, it's like the result is not guaranteed or even if if you get the result you sometimes it's hard to know what whether it's like the best result or not but uh, well, of course we do have very high standards of work uh, and that is why it requires a lot of uh, time and effort to reach the result and unless we enjoy the whole process then it would not really make sense to uh, have this job and to be a lawyer. Thank you. So it won't make sense to have this job and to be a lawyer if you don't enjoy the process because you have high standards, the results are not guaranteed, and even if you get a positive outcome, you don't really know whether it's the most optimal, best outcome possible. Is this a correct understanding? Well, yeah. In general, it is just... What exception are you thinking about? No, I, I, I just wanted to also to mention that, uh, of course, uh, we do calculate all, uh, all possible outcomes and we do make predictions, uh, but it's life and uh, at the end you never know what is best. Thank you. And was there a situation, a story or something that taught you that lesson because most human beings for a long, long time, they, at least from teenager and children, and maybe many parents will teach them to chase the outcome, to get that perfect grade or get that good grade without telling them or even letting them know that there are so many factors that can influence the outcome, no matter how great of a job you do. Was there a story or something you read or a lesson that you learned about this that changed your perspective? Um, I think, uh, first of all, I should say that uh, my parents were doing a really good job in this regard, I think. They always taught me to be flexible in a good way um, and adjust to uh, life situations. Like, there is, yeah, it's hard to know what is best for you so like you should always try to do best but if something doesn't go as you planned it's fine because maybe it opens doors to more opportunities 
to some better outcomes. You never know. But what is important is like what you do. Um, it's like if you, yeah, if we talk about some specific examples, like at my previous job, I had one case which uh, had been lasting for, I don't know, like seven or eight years even. And there were like ups and downs in the uh, in the, that case. It was a very long litigation. Uh, and I guess there were quite many lawyers working on it uh, and working for some time, leaving the company and then other people continued. And um, I think everyone was doing a good job, but uh, none of them or un- un- only the last person could really feel the result and feel that, yeah, finally this is over and finally everyone is satisfied or like the client is satisfied. You can just wait for years for the result and don't get the result. But it doesn't mean that you're not doing a good job. So that's what I always try to keep in mind. And if something goes a bit slowly or not perfectly, I just try to reconsider what I can do and how I can influence the situation in the best way and if i do that and still it's not perfect then yeah that's life that's life (laughs) (laughs) i like it because it reminds me of the frank sinatra song which was in the joker movie about his life the recent one oh yeah i i know it yes so the song is that's life and okay you said about getting your driver's license and taking those classes, you use the word exciting. And you said it's something you wanted to do for a while. Well, if you were to describe, why is it so exciting? Uh, It is exciting because uh, uh, I feel like uh, I can learn how to drive a car and then I... um, I can go wherever I want. If I travel somewhere, I can just rent a car and explore um, like local nature or like some towns or whatever. Like in here in the city in Kiev, um, having a car is good, but I'm not a big fan of traffic jams. That's why I try to use subway more, but it... Yeah, it still depends on the situation. Uh, But I really want to know how to drive and I really want to be independent in this context. So I I would not have to rely on other people if I want to go somewhere far. Thank you. So in Kiev, you're not a big fan of traffic jams. So it's even better choice to use the metro or something like that. But when you travel and you want to explore nature and go somewhere far, you don't wish to depend on other people and you want to drive on your own, going anywhere you wish. Is this correct? Yes, it is correct. And you used independence, exploration. You didn't say the word freedom. Maybe it is there. But can you, in general, explain what it means to you or what feeling you get 
when you're independently exploring. I don't know if it's freedom. I don't know if it feels like you can forget all troubles and let go of the routine, or it's like the opposite of the uh, lawyer work, so you can relax and rest, or I don't know what is the experience for you. So please describe it in detail and share exploration and independently exploring. Yeah, first of all about freedom, I, I, I want to mention that I I feel free, feel myself free uh, all the time. So it's not an issue, but like uh, independence and exploration, it really um, depend on, uh, they really depend on uh, whether I have enough financial resources, whether I have uh, enough of, uh, I don't know, uh, time to go somewhere. Because for me, traveling is very important. And I when I travel somewhere, I want to go and um, explore local culture, local nature. I want to talk to local people and see how they live. Um, and uh, here, uh, I, this independence factor uh, plays a big role because uh, if I can't get somewhere because I don't have enough money or I don't have enough time or like there are no buses, for example, going in that direction, uh, then it would be harder. That's why what I want to have is I want to have enough financial resources for traveling, enough time. Uh, and if I go somewhere, I want to be able to rent a car and uh, 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 fulfill all my exploration goals. Thank you. So as a person, if I understood correctly, you feel free all the time. And independence for you is having financial resources, having time, and having a vehicle or a transportation which allows you to explore and that can, uh, can allow you to explore nature, far natural destinations, and people in different countries and the way they think and the way they live. And maybe language learning allows this with this as well. Is this a fair and correct understanding? Yeah, it is a fair and correct understanding. Thank you. And well, you explained independence, you explained exploration, but freedom, being free, what does that mean to you? What would be like three characteristics that describe someone free or freedom to you specifically? Um, I think freedom can be on different levels. It can be freedom on the national or like international level so i think there are countries which are more or less free in general uh, also it can be like free in in your environment in like free feel free to do uh, what to do what you want uh, reg uh, with like support or without support of your family your friends and also it's uh, freedom it's like on also exist on the personal level. So sometimes people just uh, um, create walls and um, like mental walls and don't feel free even though they have everything to 
to feel free. So it's hard to really uh, say three characteristics which would fit all of these levels of freedom. Yes, and I'm not hearing any emotions there. It's so intellectual and smart, and I like it, but that's why I said for you. So I will change the question. You wrote in your own um, text thing, I'm glad to be back in Kiev. Tell me more, when you were not in Ukraine, what was making you either miss it or look forward to returning or drove you back that was an important factor for you? Yeah, I I lived in Sweden for a year and a half and it was an amazing time. Uh, but um, I still missed Ukraine and uh, I was really um, glad to be back because, well, uh, on the one hand, Ukraine has a lot of problems because it's still a young country, developing country. We do need a lot of reforms. We do need a lot of changes in the society, in the government, uh, in the law. Uh, but on the other hand, um, I think that uh, it's, um, first of all, it's my native country. So I, I know how everything works here. But also I think uh, objectively it's quite a good time to live here because there are many opportunities. I think in general the world is uh, uh, quite open to Ukraine and Ukrainians um, do travel uh, abroad, do make uh, connections uh, with other countries, and they then uh, they get, they get new experiences and they try to implement it here. There is a lot of support from American and some EU institutions, uh, which help Ukraine to implement many projects. So. Like if you're active, if you're young, if you have, well, not only young, but mostly active and you want to make some change, it is really possible and you can make big changes now in Ukraine. Uh, So that's what is um, important for me. And that's why I uh, was glad to come back to Ukraine because uh, I can make a good contribution here Um, and um, these are in general tough but uh, exciting times when uh, Ukraine and uh, Kiev and myself are we are developing developing you yourself developing how is that related to exploration Uh, exploration well, it's not uh, exploration is important, but uh, well, it's yeah, it's exploration of my own uh, talents, of my um, not skills. I guess I'm developing my skills, not just exploring them, but it's also exploration of ways I can contribute to the society and to Ukraine. Um, I was involved in some anti-corruption uh, projects. Uh, which made me feel really uh, good because I I was sure that it it is the right thing to combat corruption. 
Uh, so I could say that by my own actions, I can have impact on the whole society. So yeah, that's like Thank you. just one direction. So in Ukraine, because it's developing and you are developing and it's a time where you can cause a lot of change and through your actions, see impact on society much more than other places because it's developing. Is this a correct understanding? Yes, it is. Uh, well, it is partially correct. So uh, uh, Ukraine is developing. There are many develop opportunities in this regard. But uh, what is also important is that, um, yeah, there are young people uh, like me who are active and who are using these um, opportunities and they yeah uh, we, we can make some difference so what it what this is what is important not just that the country is developing but what the uh, the important thing is that we can uh, participate and make it happen better the make important thing is your actions that there are young people who can participate and make it better, correct? Yes. And are you now involved in any kinds of projects that where you are participating and making it better? Yeah, uh, of course. Um, well, at work, uh, uh, we uh, work with like big infrastructural projects. Uh, where like foreign investors invest in Ukraine and we support that. Uh, uh, we help them uh, organize it all in the legal and correct way. So, for example, um, I worked uh, on the project of the first uh, concession in Ukraine because in other countries um, it is quite common that... Uh, some uh, some investors become uh, take uh, on concessions some for example port or some infrastructural object and they um, use a lot of money resources so they get some profit but also the country gets profit in Ukraine we did not have this market before and uh, I was really glad to work on the first ever concession project in Ukraine um of a seaport um and uh, that's one way we can uh, i uh, i'm involved uh, in uh, these changes i also participate in some student initiatives i help students uh, um with their also development as lawyers uh, i like judge and uh, participate in like law competitions uh, as a mentor, as an advisor, which I think is also important because the more uh, prepared um, lawyers we have, uh, the better it is also for the country. Why is it the more prepared lawyers and the better lawyers you have, the better is it for Ukraine? Uh, like here, I just want to clarify that I mean, I don't mean the uh, number of lawyers, I mean the level of preparation of lawyers. Because uh, if um, 
people have uh, people who study law and they get um, the right uh, the best uh, practices in and they learn how to how other countries uh, uh, organize their society like from the legal perspective and if they learn that when they come to the legal market to the job market they can look for ways to use this knowledge and then to be useful and implement that because they can uh, contribute to reforms we have a lot of reforms in ukraine uh, in all spheres of life and uh, to make these reforms efficient and to try to avoid as many problems as possible um, it is important to involve uh, uh, qualified lawyers but not just qualified from like theoretical perspective but those who uh, know best practices from the whole world and nowadays there are some international law competitions where when students from the whole world uh, work on the same cases and uh, they uh, compete with each other they exchange experiences that's uh, really nice i participated in such uh, uh, projects uh, and uh, in such competitions for example i explored international law as such international criminal law um, and it made me connect to other people and learn their experiences and that's now what i'm trying to do i'm trying to help uh, younger students uh, who also have some motivation to do the same thing. I'm trying to help them to do it uh, in the best way. I like that. So best practices in many ways relates to your being process-oriented and you exploring other, pe other countries like processes, and the way the lawyers and law is being conducted, etc., is similar to you going to explore how other people live when you go in nature and you travel. So in many ways, you are a traveler in the legal world as well as in the real world. Could this be said? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good description, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much. And okay, we can speak a long time about this. You're great. But to end, the first thing, maybe someone listening is in a state in their life where there is some advice that comes from your heart now that will touch them and impact them positively. What does your heart feel would be important advice to give to listeners that you can share now about life, about happiness, about everything? Um, as I uh, already briefly mentioned, um... I think the the best advice is to always try to do what you can, what you think uh, is right, uh, and hope for better. Uh, so you will develop through this process, and uh, hopefully you will get best results. And, and I think this is the right uh, direction to happiness. Yeah, just do what you can and uh, try to enjoy the whole process. Don't expect uh, uh, too much from the very beginning. 
it all takes time. It all takes time. Very, very correct and very wise. And okay, imagine it's uh, unrelated but related at the same time since this is called the Kiev Future <laughs> Podcast. If you were to describe Kiev, the culture, the people, and maybe even Ukraine in general, and you mentioned a little bit about the young people contributing, etc. But imagine some foreigner never visited Ukraine. They hear things about Kiev, but they don't know. You as a lover of your city, how would you describe it? What would you say are your favorite things about it? Uh, okay, uh, so... First of all, I think uh, Kiev and Ukraine in general are uh, changing very fast, are developing very fast. There are many good initiatives which make life so much better here. There are like uh, we have uh, now even like uh, driving licenses on our phones, which we, we can show to everyone. So. That's like, I think it's the first country in the world or like one of the first. So um, Kiev is following uh, world um, tendencies uh, uh, in yeah developing and introducing um, many new and better things to the life of people. Uh, all people um in kiev are quite diverse but um, we are very i think open to to the world we want to to be better to be more uh, close with with europe with the united states with other countries we want to uh, accept uh, foreign uh, uh, foreign experience and implement it here like I have several friends who visited me I would say like five years ago and um, like uh, recently before the pandemic started and they noticed a lot of change in Kiev a lot of change for better so I think Kiev is uh, like uh, yeah it's a city of opportunities in my opinion and I think that all foreigners uh, should visit Kiev at least once. You will definitely like it. Uh, we have a lot of nice restaurants, a lot of uh, very interesting restaurants. Uh, like when my friends also come uh, from other countries, so they're always surprised that we have some hidden or secret restaurants when you need to know a code to enter or something like that and um, it's quite a unique experience we have a lot of uh, cultural things which uh, you can enjoy uh, a lot of concerts a lot of um, theater uh, performances uh, like ballet and everything so i think everyone can find uh, something uh, he or she likes in kiev and that's why everyone is Welcome to Kiev. Thank you. And people will be curious about the restaurant with a password or code. Is that the one in Maidan? Well, yeah, that's one of them, yeah. Okay, thank you. And if people want to communicate with you, 
to learn more about you, to get in touch with you? What are the best ways and best links to do that? Um, I think LinkedIn probably would be the best. But I'm, I'm also on Facebook and all other social networks. So Thank you. I will write your LinkedIn in the description. And it was a pleasure and a great, great time together. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I really uh, enjoyed this experience and I wish you good luck with this project.